from Quite the Thing Media. Hello everyone, welcome back to What a Manoeuvre. I'm Kev and we're back together to discuss the latest ups and downs in the world of professional wrestling. I am glad to be joined by my usual three co-hosts tonight. Welcome back, Simon. Hello, how are you? Simon, you've been away for far too long talking about football and, and all that sort of nonsense. Um, also pleased to be joined by Xander Staff. Xander, how are you? Good to be back, mate. Thanks for having me. And... Making up the quartet is Mr. Craig Fryett. Fresh from kicking down the forbidden door and invading another podcast, here I am. Well, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can tell us about that at the end and you can plug it. Um, gents, we've, we've done our countdown to the Royal Rumble. Myself and Craig, we, we discussed this year's Rumble match. We have now had another pay-per-view, the, the sort of... I don't think you can call it a Saudi experiment anymore, but we, for once, benefited from the time difference. I, I think we all sat and watched it live. Well, Craig, you may have been maybe playing poker or some other nonsense, but the rest of us watched it live, which, sorry, for, for people our age and Craig's age, that's a rare treat, because we're used to sitting up at one in the morning to watch these sort of things, aren't we? I know, it's that. I mean, what was it last Saturday it was on? So it was actually a half-decent decent event, so it's... Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. it was, some of the results weren't the, the best, but yeah, it was a it was a decent filler pay per view between the, the the two between the Rumble and, and Mania, and it filled in a couple of gaps as we as we know. Unfortunately, Lashley got injured. I think that was legit. That before the match, he had been injured at the Rumble itself. So yeah, he'd been carrying that injury. He's going to be out for a while. So yeah, I enjoyed it. It, it done it done its job. It elevated Lesnar back up to get the title, and it built towards the, the main event at WrestleMania. Craig, you're you're almost as old as me and Cy. Si. I'll put it that way, and that's me being kind to you. Um, what was your thoughts on that pay per view? Because we are used to these sort of in your house events, as they used to be called, being like sort of filler, as Cy si mentioned. They're, they're in between the sort of big four or five pay per views, and the old days, nothing would really happen. That you knew that you were going to get a title change, but they put an elimination chamber on this one. They put Lita on this one and Goldberg as well <laughs> um, the, the, the Saudi lads like their wee bit of retro cake, don't they? They sure do much like us um, no I mean they obviously had to get back to where they were wanting to be before day one with uh, the Roman Reigns Lesnar match not happening so they've managed to get the, there and probably a better main event heading into Wrestlemania now I actually did watch um part of it on my way home from playing poker on the bus um, <laughs> in the space that took yeah, I take it you didn't win at poker then if you get the bus oh, home yeah. no, no, I was too aggressive in my betting um, but in the time that it took me to go from one village to the next village um, which is about four miles um, the Goldberg Reigns match was over so nice <laughs> to that. And, then, and then I went to the pub but yeah, always a good nostalgia fit um, works out, works out fine. Qu- quite happy direction of WrestleMania. Largely was the reckon was actually injured at the Rumble, 
Um, so, and uh, Lesnar did some absolute cracking um, booking on the fly with kicking out of the chamber. And my word, the speed that he climbed that chamber that was unbelievable. Um, and spoiler alerts, we recorded after Raw last night. Looks like we've got another um, injury on the road to WrestleMania with Orton took a bad one last night. Santa, you're usually our most current expert. You you watch modern stuff. I think you even go as far as to watch Impact. Um, that's how, how serious you take your wrestling. <laughs> I think that's probably the, the first time in a long time that Impact and wrestling has been used in the, in the same sense. But what was your thoughts on day one? Was there enough to keep you entertained? Because, uh, as I say, you're, you're one of these young people that, that pretty much love everything. Ah, uh, do you know what? It was... It, it was fine. It, these these shows are always just big glorified house shows, and everyone knows that. Um, everyone gets a big payday there, and they take a ten to fifteen minute match, and then they go home and basically have all the red carpet pulled out for them. That's really what these shows are about. Um, you, you know, they're they're megastars over there, you know, because their fans are all such marks still. Um, but the match itself was fine. I, I felt as though that getting to Lesnar being WWE champion was just very just overbooked nonsense. To be quite honest, you had um, a bunch of ex world champions in that match, and, and Lesnar just went through them uh, with a couple of F5s. And you know, Seth Rollins was in that match as well, who has beaten Lesnar twice in the same year, and is and then loses to one F5. Like, if, if you want Lesnar to look like a beast, though, you have to make it look realistic as well. Um, give Rollins a doing, give Styles a doing, which he kind of did as well before he went out. Uh, well, I don't understand why Theory's getting all the time. You know, like, I don't give a fuck if he's having a match at media against Pat McAfee. That's not really the build you give him at Elimination Chamber. Uh, it's just, to me, I thought that main event was booked poorly. But it, other than that, yeah, the show was all right, I suppose. I probably couldn't pick a favourite match for you, to be honest. But, yeah, other than that, it was fine. Um, I mean, to me, WWE's booking is just a wee bit all over the place just now. Like you said, they sort of created a like, I've always believed WWE superstars, if you want to call them that, right? They, they always exist within tiers, right? The old days, we remember that you used to have your sort of workers that would sort of be around that IC level, and then you had a wee level in between, and then you had your, your heavyweight championship guys. That actually era was would be a bit more diverse, where you had people that would move between hardcore, IC, tag division, IC, um, then IC maybe up to world title. And then after that, they sort of started spreading out a bit more where you had like Super Cena and then you had a couple of people underneath him. But just now it just seems like you've got Reigns and you've got Lesnar. And it's a big, big gap to back towards anyone else. I mean, like you say, Lesnar ploughed through and he done the same at the Rumble. which <laughs> everyone else aside. Um, and I don't think any, nobody here would disagree. This is probably the best work of Brock's career. But at the same time, we, we spoke about this in the group chat the other day that Come April, that'll be 10 years Brock's been back. This is a colossal run, and I think he's probably been given more, what would you say, favourable booking than anyone else I can remember. He ended the streak, and people questioned, did he need that? Because it wasn't as if he was brought back at like an IC level or, or put into NXT or something like that. And well, anyone can jump in here. I mean, prior, <laughs> prior to the end of the streak, you've got to remember... First pay-per-view match back, his job's out to Cena. Then he's got... But, the, I, but he destroyed him at the same time, didn't he? He threw him about. 
Oh, he threw him about, but he still dropped out. He gets a, a SummerSlam win over Triple H, and then leads to the Triple H feud at WrestleMania, and he jobs out Triple H at, at Mania, and then you had to try and rebuild him by taking the bloody streak off him. Um, um, off Taker to give it to him, and then he goes like beast mode, but he's got, he's got, you know, license to roam right now, and he's probably the only person can turn around and like this doesn't work for me brother book it on the fly and do whatever he wants without fear of being future endeavoured um, and I actually think as a character right now he's gold um, and we'll talk about the other promotion but when you've got a hangman cowboy world champion and then you've got Stetson wearing lumberjack hunting Saskatchewan Lesnar it's brilliant just the, the pair don't compare, you can't compare the two in terms of what um, a champion should be. It's hard to argue. Um, but, Sai, have you ever known a champion to be as dominant as, as Lesnar? And I'm going to come on to Reigns in a minute, so I'm going to not really like to say him, but mm-hmm. is there anyone you've seen that's been booked so strong for so long? Because, like, Craig mentioned some losses he's took there and he has been beaten because he was beaten by Lashley less than a month ago but he's always booked to be given yeah. out yeah. Um, I just honestly can't remember anyone that's been booked as strong as us Hogan you know, oh, yeah I was going to say Hogan's the only one that really comes close in that sort of mid to late 80s period but even when he lost it it was back on him usually in six months to a year and that's the time when the, the title would only change hands once in a blue moon but, which is kind of what we've got now with with Reigns that you'll talk about him. So, I mean, he's been booked as the monster, sort of the, the face of the company, and that's that's really... Lesnar's been hot-shotted just really because they've not been able to get The Rock this year. That does, looks doubtful even for next year now, but it's all sound bites that are coming out. So, yeah, this is the biggest match that they can get, and that's what they're touting it as, what they call it the most stupendous, grandest match in WrestleMania history or something. So, yeah, I mean... They've had to, they've had to get brought back in that table scene, and it is. It's when you look at everyone else on Raw, really just now, bar Randy Orton, Edge, and probably AJ Styles. There's nobody that's on the level that can that can hang with Lesnar in the ring. Is that sort of that sort of face of the of the show? And I mean, those guys that I mentioned are are good hands, but they're not. No one's is going to be as big as Lesnar that's coming in to to Raw over the next couple of months. Whether that's Cody Rhodes, who's going to be coming back, he's because, I mean, Brock, I don't know if he's going to take time off after WrestleMania. That's that's another thing. Is he going to be about for a while? Is he going to take some time off? So, yeah, I mean, his booking been, has been good. I've enjoyed this run of him being the face and the all smiling, all happy, and but serious when he needs to be. I think that's he's been the best face that WWE have got currently, and that's really since he could return back at SummerSlam. He's, he's been excellent. Even his mic work's been really good as well, and... You had that sort of the, the reunion with Heyman for a while, then the turn. It was, it's just been so well done. The booking's been excellent for both him and Reigns and Heyman. So, yeah, there's no faults about what's going to happen with Lesnar going forward. I'd imagine it's to build Roman, as we'll probably talk about. Well, Xander, as I mentioned them, Roman Reigns, do we need to build him anymore? Because um, I've, and we'll come on to WrestleMania in a minute and talk about the card, but. I can't really see Roman losing, or if he does, what does it do to Brock? Because Brock's already there. Do they unify the belts? Do they... 
where do they go? Because, like I say, whatever one wins and goes over, who's the, who's the next contender going to be? Because I don't see them building anyone. And I say we're all old enough to remember that WWE would book a guy to be the next guy, and they would generally always have someone in the back burner um, mm. at sort of IC level, getting a good run to to be the next guy. But from what we've seen and it's something that we've discussed before that so many, so much of this current WWE roster have been there for so long. Your Mrs., your Orton's, um, I don't know, you can name hundreds, even AJ Styles been there about six years now. Where do they go after this uh, Roman Reigns match with Brock Lesnar? And, and what do you think of Roman Reigns' booking? Because I think everyone accepts it's been brilliant. But I say, where, where does the payoff? Because usually when you get someone who's been built up as high as this, the guy that comes along and defeats them, especially with it being a heel champion, would then get that rub and then elevated. Who who do you see as the next guy coming up? You know, it's, a, it's an interesting one now because, I, 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 as you say, like, there's there's usually a payoff to a big, long storyline like this. Um, I'm, I'm now curious if the payoff for this, and it'd be quite daft if it was, I'm curious if the payoff is The Rock to come back yeah. to see Roman. Um, but you know that's that's an already established star going over an already established star doesn't really help the company long term. It, it'll be a good pop, but it, I, I'd imagine it'd be a, a match. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it'd be a good match. It'd be a match, uh, but I, I don't think it's gonna it, it's gonna do WWE the world a good long term. It will sell tickets to whatever WrestleMania we finally get that at. But I think Reigns goes over Lesnar at Mania. I, it seems to be booked as a unification match now, so they are gonna yeah. make the belts here. Um, what's what's weird though is that the USA Network and the, and Fox they want the brand split like they they want different brands and they want to promote like specific people on that so like for instance Fox really want to promote the people that are on their show rather than promoting everyone basically because that's what you'd be doing if, if there was no brand split uh, so to to unify the titles would would really mean that either you get Roman Reigns on both shows or it's just the US title that's seen more on Raw, which is currently now on Finn Balor from, from the previous night's Raw. Um, in, in terms of someone that they may be booked to uh, hit, hit those heights, Finn, Finn Balor's always been quite unlucky with injuries and stuff, but I think Vincent and Co are very high on him, so yeah. uh, he, he may have a, another big future again. He's still a relatively young wrestler. He's not, you know, he's not one of the big older guys you, you, you're, you're seeing these days. I mean, Damian Priest is like, what, 38, 39 or something. It's ridiculous age he's at. Um, uh, Balor's a good bit younger than him, so he, maybe there's a future there if they if they can keep that right, if he can, you know, not get injured all the time. Kevin Owens, I feel like he's been, been a bit up and down. He's reportedly, you know, everyone in their mum is reporting that he's going to have Austin at Mania. Personally, I, I don't know when you start booking that one, but... It looks like that's going to happen. Uh, so he seems to be getting a good rub there because I think he'll go over Austin, to be honest, if that really happens. Uh, no. So he's going to go over Austin, I'm telling you. Because uh, if you want to build a great heel, then you go over the, the Texas guy at Texas uh, and, and you can have another heel run where he owns because heel owns are the best ones. Uh, you, you get that build going. So really, there's, there's something there. Rollins has, been, Rollins has been great, but he's not been Roman Reigns level for the last couple of years and I think that's his issue. Because uh, he's, he's really funny to watch. He's got this like Joker, bit crazier character thing going on. He wears all these daft suits and he walks to the ring like he shot himself. And it, it's great. It's really really fun. But um, 
yeah, he's not he's not at Reigns' level. Even though there was word back at Rumble that he was going to beat Reigns for the belt, he's just not at his level now. So it, it's going to be another long, long few months before we see someone I think properly step up and you and then we'll all take notice to go. Ah, there's a guy that takes uh, the the belt or belts off Reigns by that point. But to get into WrestleMania and past that, I think yeah, I think Reigns uh, stays Universal Champion and, and takes another title as well. Okay, um, right, we've discussed them a wee bit already. We'll come to USI. Yeah. The, the big name on everyone's lips, the comeback everyone's talking about. In Texas, they want to sell a shed load of tickets. Cody Rhodes is going to come back. Where, where are you booking him on the card? Uh, I mean, I would have had him back this, this coming weekend, Rob. I think there's this, uh, this tag team title match. And it's really, I mean, it's pretty obvious how to book it. I mean, you've got... You could have Rollins and Owens lose the match. I mean, this is this is ideal Monday Night Raw booking to get a good rating. Um, you could have them lose the match. You can have Seth Rollins start whining and crying. That's when you have Cody come out and interrupt and sets up their WrestleMania match. And then you can go to the end of the show. You can have Owens just doing a big rant. And that's when you have Austin's big, big return. And that's, that's what it should be. I think what they'll do is with Austin... If he's coming back, they're going to hold him off to the last draw before. And just to, to build that mystique, I think what they'll do is they'll probably have a couple of weeks of Owens now just ranting and raving in the ring. Um, personally, I'd like Austin to be there for a few draws to build it up and go, but by the sounds of it, it's going to be one of these one-and-done type things. I'd like to see him stick about in a different role, maybe, on screen. But, yeah, I mean, it's in Texas. This is, this is the send-off he deserves. And uh, Unlike Xander, he's not going to be eating a pin. He's going to be coming in, having a good five-minute brawl. Um, couple of whatever stunners, years and up the road, it's going to be an Austin win, and that's that's the way that it should end for him. Cody Rhodes, I'd like to see him come in against Rollins. So yeah, I mean that I would start that. I would get that going this Monday night on Raw if it's at all possible. I don't know whether they'll save him till after WrestleMania, but they need as many big matches as they can. They've kind of shot a load with the women's stuff, putting it in night one already. So night two is probably needing a bit more. Star power than the main event, so yeah, I would I would definitely fire in with with Austin on the card there and, and get Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins and maybe as a show opener. Craig Austin coming back is clearly a big deal. Now I'm very dubious as to whether he will actually wrestle a match. Right, um, I've listened to enough of Steve Austin's podcast to know that. He took a long time to get wrestling out of the system. I, I find it very hard to believe that he's going to come back now for Kevin Owens, and that's no disrespect to Owens. I think he's he's a decent worker. I agree with Xander. He's a far better heel than he has a baby face. We know there's the obvious stunner thing there. But can you see Austin coming back for a match? And, and why now, and why Owens? And Is it just the payday? Because I'm pretty sure he'll have been offered far more, well, maybe not far more money, but decent amounts of money before now. The, the one that always jumped off the page to me was CM Punk versus Stone Cold back in what, 2011 or something? Yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He, he'll punk, don't drink, don't do drugs versus a beer swearing Texan. Those two on promos, that just writes itself. So so that would have been the one for me. Um, but what's your thoughts on Austin coming back? And if he does, I mean, Xander's dad put into our chat today that he thinks it might well be one of these things where he comes out and runs down Texas and out comes JBL, out comes Austin, out comes Taker and they, they hit their move and then everybody goes home happy. 
Um, now, I could definitely see something like that, but Steve Austin coming back after all this time, one, what are you expecting from it? And two, do you agree with Xander that he'll take the loss for Owens, or do you agree with Sai that there's uh, uh, no chance that he's losing? Um, firstly, I will mark it like a mofo, and if, when it's announced, I will shave my head. Um, but you're reading reports that it's not going to be, and I don't, it depends who and what you read, it's not going to be a one and done. It could be more than that. And, you know, as um, Goldberg and Saudi money's proven that you can turn up and, you know, kill five minutes with an entrance and have a two-minute brawl, and um, still get a very good payday for it. I'd just, I'd love to see him back. I love the role he's in right now in his podcast, where he's like the elder statesman um, with the young, the the, the young stars, um, if you call that, where they come on and he, you know, critiques their work whilst they're going through it. I love him just shoot the shit with his um, his old cronies as well. I'm a massive Austin fan. Um, either way, I'm going to, I'm going to be happy. Um, do you mask him in a six-man tag with Undertaker and such like? Don't know. Either way, I really couldn't care. I'm just if it happens, I'm going to be absolutely delighted. Um, Cody Rhodes, I'm still not even convinced it's going to happen. Um, I just wonder how signing with WWE would then affect um, what's his go big show that he's you know put himself on fire for and, you know, the greatest reality TV show ever made roads to the top, if that still goes ahead. That's uh, cancelled. That's, that's officially done. Uh, yeah. oh, that, was, that was the bad news, mate. That was... Got <laughs> uh, it. Um, I know. It's, it's the best reality show that's ever been made about wrestling. Well, oh, there's a new one, by the way. Have you seen it? Carmela's got one out with Corey no. Graves. It's fucking awful. It's God. so bad. Yeah. It's on the WWE's YouTube channel if anybody wants to check it out. It's I, I, I like the fact that you watched a good five minutes of that before you decided that as well. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> R- rough translation, no one was going to buy that shit. Um, <laughs> but no. Uh, I'm not. I, I just... We'll go back a little bit. You've got your big four players right now in WWE. Largely, Reigns, Lesnar, McIntyre. How do you book Cody against them? Does he have to then start with blooming a feud with Miz or Rollins or something like that? Because I can't see him coming in as a plucky baby face where people will cheer behind him against Lesnar or Reigns or Lashley. And he can't be a heel that's going to be a credible threat to either of those three based on size. So, it's an interesting one. I'll never be a great fan of him anyway. Um, going on about the big payoff um, after the the Reigns-Lesnar um, unification, your next two big stars are on Raw. One used to be OD, um, AJ's Colossus, and the other one's riding a scooter saying, Hey, Randy. That's, the, that's who I see being the next two. Because, as we've said... Everyone else, everyone else has been up to that level. You know, you look at the people that have been up to world, you know, world champ status. Or, um, you know, you've got Ziggler, you've got Rollins, you've got, you know, Balor, you've got Owens. They've they've all been there, and are they going to invest in rebuilding them to that point, 
Or does it have to be someone totally fresh to then get the, the rub of by the time it comes around, Reigns is almost 600 days and, you know, Lesnar's now up to a 10-time champ. You give, away, you give it away to anyone else. I mean, you actually say Big E's so far removed now. Mm-hmm. You've, got, you've got to then spend another year in a Royal Rumble to rebuild Big E like they've had to do with Bianca Belia. I think what you'll do is, yeah, there'll probably is a lot of edge up styles will probably drop in if they go, but I don't really know. They'll probably go back to the top of the card on Raw, but I seen I don't know it's Meltzer talking. He says that the plan was for the titles to get united, and then a week or two later to bring in a whole new world title to Raw. Um, pretty similar to what they done in two thousand three, Four, I can't remember when Bischoff brought and just handed over to Triple H. 2002. And 2002. So yeah, that that's apparently what Meltzer says is supposed to be the plan that's, that's ongoing to just introduce a new title altogether. So people, I don't know if it's going to happen. But yeah, I think Edge or AJ Styles are probably your best bet to, to head up the main event scene along with Riddle probably over the next couple of months. Um, Xander, what's your thoughts on Steve Austin? Because was he just before your time? And that sounds rather strange, me having to say that. But when did Austin bow out? 2003? Um, was it 03? I thought it was uh, 01 time. No, am I wrong saying that then? No, 01 was uh, WrestleMania 17. 03, oh, he, he came back and fought at um, No Way Out. Am I right, Yeah, No Way Out. Yeah. And, then, and then WrestleMania 19, he retired um, after... Wasn't it The Rock eventually at WrestleMania? Yeah. Um, but when did you start watching Xander? Uh, I, I was about I was about three or four when I, when I sort of started watching it. Obviously, I don't remember much here back then watching that stuff live. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I missed I missed the best Austin really, didn't I? So uh, regardless, if I started a bit earlier, um, do you know what? It, like it, it is going to pop the crowd. It, it, it definitely will, even if it is announced prior to the time. Uh, people are going to be super excited to hear that. Glass smash and then he maybe comes in the quad again. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, the stage is big enough for it, which it probably will be because he stays a fucking massive in WrestleMania. Um, but I, honestly, I, I I genuinely still think Owens needs to go over in that match. Um, because we we we've spoken this show multiple times about um how they fail to build stars and and when you want to have these big credible moments for a babyface or a heel, they just don't work right because a lot of the time that payoff actually ends up being a legend coming back. Uh, and getting that sort of like last pop or last hurrah type thing, um, have have Austin laid down the road. I, I I can also imagine the way that Austin has been over the last couple of years doing doing this podcast and stuff. He he'd be absolutely fine uh, taking that pin on Owens because because he, he's very highly on the guy. You know, everyone everyone in the business is uh, he's a bit of a morale booster uh, for the locker room, which is you know being quite low as you can imagine. He's he's a bit of a morale booster for uh, for everyone. That's why he signed that new deal as well. So I I, I think he goes over to Austin and then and then you sort of ride out a great summer of wounds a bit there and just have him beat everybody because you know it just let's just get something new going Roman Reigns has been a lot of fun but if that's the only good thing going then people are only going to tune into YouTube clips they're not going to want to watch a whole Ross Smackdown yeah. for that Is it Roman Reigns has been fun or is it Heyman's been fun? Both, Both. I, I, I think I think actually, I think it's all of them because the, the Usos have played a good part in that storyline as well yeah. I think the entire bloodline and, and Heyman have all been fantastic and we all thought it was actually over at Royal Rumble and then of course they've done that sort of bait and switch thing and it got way more interesting then. So there's clearly still a lot to be given. It's clearly still a lot to have from the storyline. 
Uh, but it, it it's going to get to a point where it either appeals a little bit stale or they're going uh, back over some stuff again, and it, it still could be quite fun. But it's it, it's going to get to a point where you're just thinking, right, I'm just going to stick the YouTube, the five minute YouTube clip on there and not watch a whole show to see um, who's next in line. Is there anything else interesting going on? We need you need to get other stuff interesting going on now. We can't have all the writers working on a Roman Reigns story and then chucking some five minute piece together for I don't know a fucking Kalisto match as close as all that. Even whatever. I know. You're, you're, all, you're almost exceeding the shelf life of the NWO. Uh, <laughs> with, the amount, with the amount of time this has been running for. Uh, which is, you know, frightening. Well, it's, it's, it's incredible, actually, the Bloodline hasn't recruited 300 people to their fashion. Well, I always yeah. thought that you would have like this whole Samoan NWO thing building to the Tribal Chief finale with The Rock, but can they squeeze another year out of it to get to there? Yeah, I think they'll try. Yeah, you, they'll have to. I, I, I you think you anything to, to go another year. I mean, you could have something interesting ahead in the SummerSlam, but then you've got Survivor Series still there. You've got whatever the fuck they want to do if they're doing TLC in December again or if they're doing another day one thing in January, which they seem to want to promote massively as well. They did it this year, so they might do it again for next year. Uh, and then you're on that, yeah, that road to LA, WrestleMania, and... Hopefully the, the, the Rock has free time there. I mean, the guy never has any fucking free time, so hopefully he actually just picked out a date for that one. He uh, can turn up the Super Bowl when he wants to. <laughs> well, because the... Is it April, April, March time? This time or April that the XFL's back on? He's yeah. going to be busy for that as well, right? So, uh, you know, who, who knows how long those seasons are going to last because the, the way that Vince wanted to work it was it would start earlier than the NFL and then finish after the NFL. So even after the Super Bowl, the XFL would still have some games left. Yeah. Don't know if Dwayne Johnson's going to do the same as that. So y- you never know if he's going to even have any free time. You know, WrestleMania weekend for him could literally be him having to be at a game for the XFL. I think it'll be a good tie-in for advertisement for them. I mean, Brock bought it off then, so it's going to be a good... They'll, they'll build it up on the TV. You'd imagine the XFL and WWE TV again. Because Vince still holds shares in them. So that's it's probably one of those things where they're going to be both equal opportunities for both parties. So get back to The Rock. I think the only way this will happen is if he's a, he's a last-minute surprise at the end of the show at WrestleMania where it's just a stare-down with him and, him and Reigns and that closes the show. There used to be no... No physicality on camera. I'd imagine they would do something off camera, like a rock bottom, just off camera once the show's off the air. But yeah, nothing on, on camera as such, and just to stare down, and then that's that's your, your build starting. And the rock, I mean, I think he's top of his schedule being pretty light over the next year, so he can come and go. I mean, he doesn't need to be on every month. He could show up every three months or something, and it's still fans would still tune in. Is he still falling out with Vin Diesel? Is he in the next two, um, or the final two Fast films? They've asked him to go in, but I don't think he's he's up for it by the sounds of it. So, yeah, I don't think he's going back. Uh, um, now, for me, right, if Austin comes back, he doesn't lose. There's very few people who have been more protective over their character than Steve yeah, Austin. He won't do um, it. He's, uh, he's been offered many things that he's turned down. Um... And they've already made an ass of Austin in Texas once before at WrestleMania. I don't think he'd be keen to repeat it. Um, so, yeah, the only problem I think they would have, and they would obviously love The Rock back because The Rock draws eyes, The Rock draws casual eyes, but the only thing about The Rock is if you if you bring him in and he beats Roman, it's who beats The Rock for it. <laughs> it's, so it's not just a case of trying to schedule a match. 
Oh, I don't think he'll beat a rematch. Yeah, I don't think he'll beat the Rock. I think this will be a year-long build to WrestleMania Hollywood next year, and then Reigns will he'll win. He'll win again, and that's the thing. This is going to be the longest title reign in well, in the last thirty years, nearly. This is a lot of people will not be used to it, and this is what we're going to make it used to. Reigns is basically this unstoppable force, and until they build someone up um, to do it, there's, there's nobody really there. I mean, Braun Breaker looks like he might be. He, he probably will be, to be brutally honest. He'll be, he will be the man within the next year or so. But they want this Rock and, and Roman match done. And I mean, if he goes over, who's to say Roman can't lose the title the next night to say someone like Braun coming in and just make an instant name for himself? That's that's ideally what I'd like to see. Oh, he's he's would, the one with it. Oh, that would yeah. not go down well on Twitter. Imagine years of reigns and it's just ended in a raw. Oh, no, no. Well, that would not go yeah, down. but then again, it elevates him instantly and shows he's he's legit. And if it, what that would be then, reigns would have been nearly four years, three years of his of his reign. And, I mean, that's just, he's a near decade now, Roman Reigns, have been on top of the card. And this would just be passing the tops to someone new, whilst also... The Rock signalling off for the end of his as well. So I think it bookends The Rock's career and it launches someone else the next night. I mean, something like that would, would be ideal. Whether they, they go for it or not, it's, it's a whole different story. I think if you bring The Rock in, another thing you could do, of course, is take the belt off Roman beforehand so that then you've not got the issue of a rematch or Rock having to do a job to lose the belt. You could just yeah. have Roman versus The Rock because that, yeah, that match again. probably doesn't need the belt. Nah, you could just do that as a spectacle. That's a match that, it's a match that probably would need the belt by then. You could also then say, do the one year in the making, uh, booking where rock screws reigns, but you don't need, Brock Lesnar doesn't need the rock to screw reigns. It's actually, it's actually quite exciting, the possibilities, and the fact they seem willing to get the checkbook out and try and get, give the fans what they're wanting. Um, if you told me at the start of the year, we'd be talking about Austin at WrestleMania in a wrestling capacity and said you're smoking crack, but um, no. Anyway, that, that's enough about crack smoking and the NWO. We will uh, we will move on slightly from some two of those subjects. Oh, X Pac uh, his wrestling comeback <laughs> this week. <laughs> oh, you knew I was going there. Huh? Um, no, we'll switch gears and we'll talk about some AEW. Um, Sai, I may as well start with you because you're a resident AEW mark what has been going down because in this week uh, we're going to have AEW Revolution which yeah. features some matches that I think will be good some I will be honest I don't really care about and uh, some that should be okay so what is the sort of big headlines apart from obviously Cody leaving that was the the biggest news John Moxley's come back from rehab um, yeah. what else is kicking off in AEW the last couple of weeks I've not been too impressed with the shows really I mean I'm usually the biggest fan but the last couple of shows have just kind of dragged in and it's as if they're, they're stalling for time for something to happen I don't know if there's more signings coming up Keith Lee came in a couple of weeks ago but that was kind of spoiled for days in advance and really it was, it was nothing special and his main roster running WWE he was booked well in NXT but I mean he's just kind of came in and he's just another face um, in, in, in AEW already You've got Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly come in, sort of reunited the Undisputed Era as part of this Undisputed Elite, or whatever they're called now. Um, so I'd imagine Kenny Omega's return won't be far off to challenge Adam Cole's 
authority in that group. Adam Cole's fighting for the title out of nowhere, which is that just beggars belief. He, he lost a couple of weeks ago to Orange Cassidy in a lights out match, so and then all of a sudden he's number one contender for the title. It just makes no sense. It's been poor booking from them recently. Adam Cole was just not a threat at all. Um, even to someone like Paige, who's the same sort similar build, but Adam Cole just looks like a tiny kid. And next to most of the guys, I've never liked him really. In his time in WWE, NXT, I was never a big fan. And yeah, he's, he's kind of came in with this sort of attitude about how he's the best, but he's still showing nothing really. Um, for me, to be treated as a big star, he's not as good as Kenny Omega either. So that's that's another one. Young Bucks, they're kind of going to be starting this feud soon, I'd imagine, with is it Red Dragon they call themselves? That's O'Reilly Fish, so that'll be coming up soon as well. There's just a whole host of other guys lost in the mix. You've got Jeff Hardy will be coming in soon. The imagine this will how the Matt Hardy will turn face and that'll be the Hardy Boys reuniting. So you'll get a good few tags out of that between between them, the Young Bucks and the FTR. So I mean that that will be good. They'll they'll be good tag matches. Jade Cargill, who's like the face of the Patrick Britt Baker's face of this women's division until they took a lead. That'll be the big one, I'd imagine, in a couple of months' time. She's on a Cargill's on this twenty eight zero record just now, where she's just not losing at all. And I think Sting's got a match again. So yeah, Danielson, him and Moxley's been a good build. That's been one of the, the big good the good things about this over the last couple of weeks. Moxley obviously the rehab stint. Came back like a house on fire. He's, he's looking in good nick. Him and Danielson, the storyline is they're going to start this um, tutoring up-and-coming talent and bringing them all under the one banner into a new faction. And then they've obviously had this one-on-one match coming up as well. So I think this is... Um, they want to bleed bleeding together. This is the only way they'll, they'll consider teaming up if they bleed together first in the ring. So, yeah, it's um, that'll be a good match. MGF and, and Punk, that's your... Your show stealer one that everyone will be talking about. That's the one that's been building for months and months. And yeah, this this will be a good match. I, I still don't know where it'll go. Obviously, the the match in Chicago a couple of weeks ago, where um, MGF went over after the the shot from Wardlow helping out as well on the outside. So yeah, it's it's going to be a good card. You get Jericho, who's looking in the best shape that he's done in in, in many many years. He's fighting Kingston. I don't know if. Who's going to go over here? Jericho should, but I get the feeling Jericho's looking to elevate a lot of these guys because if he's getting into shape again, I think there's only one place he's going to be heading in time, and that's back home to WWE. I think he's only got about a year or so left in his contract. And But it sounds like Tony's pretty much, he comes and goes with Jericho as he pleases, and if Jericho wants to go back, I'd imagine Tony will just say, yeah, on you go, it's, it's fine. Golden handshake and on you go, you're welcome back at any time. And that's, that's that's what Jericho's all about. He knows when his time's up somewhere. And I think he knows now he's, he's helped elevate the company. He's got it on an even footing. He's the first world champion. He started in a circle and they kind of broke away now. So, yeah, I'd imagine he probably thinks he's done enough just now without burning his bridges completely. He can go back to WWE, get a final run there, and then he knows he'll always be welcome back at, um, back at uh, AEW. So, yeah, I mean... Some of the matches have been, the booking's been pretty poor over the last couple of months. Some of the signings I've just not got. You get House of Black, um, who look on paper a really good good faction that they, they need to build that whole mystique around. If they keep building them well, they can do good. So yeah, it's, it's, there's good and there's bad, but 
for me, the bad's outweighed the good recently, but yeah, more than willing to give it a chance, especially at pay-per-view at the weekend. They usually always turn up for their big shows. Uh, Xander, you, you watch, I say you watch everything really. Um, what have your thoughts been on AEW? Because I think I'm on record as saying that MJF is the best here in wrestling for a good few years now. I kind of first remember seeing him back on an MLW taping, um, and he was, well, he was MJF, but his work has been exceptional, especially opposite CM Punk, who I am a mark for CM Punk, so uh, there's not a lot he can do wrong in my eyes, but what uh, what are you looking forward to in this card? And I say, we'll ask Craig his thoughts as well, and then I think we'll maybe do some sort of predictions to see what we can get right and what we will probably get wrong, but what what's your thoughts on AEW been lately? Because Sai's been a wee bit critical, I think he's uh, perhaps been a wee bit harsh, but what are you looking forward to? Uh, actually, I, I'm looking forward to, to Revolution. Um, it's probably hard to really call back to when AEW's put on a bad show, so um, Re- Revolution should hopefully be just another good one. They're sort of in that run of um, where the original and great, well, I say original, it wasn't actually original, but the you know the, the golden era of NXT, where all the takeovers were just magnificent. It seems like AEW's on that run with their pay-per-view just now. Um Dan- Danielson and Moxley. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Danielson mark myself. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that match. They, they two could either hit each other silly, or it could be, t- it could be a proper technical wrestling match. Moxley does know how to go, but he, he, he does prefer his death match stuff. So you, you never know how that's going to go. But it should be a lot of fun, regardless. Um, I, I'm a also, I'm also a huge, huge mark of uh, Thunder Rosa. I think, I think she's great. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy AEW picked her up because someone had to because she's just over. She's over whenever she goes. Uh, and um, she's she's got Britt Baker, who I'd probably argue at the minute is maybe the best women's wrestler um, right now in North America. So um, it's that that should be a really really fun one. Of course, Punk and MGF in a dog collar match. This this rivalry is definitely not over. You imagine Punk wins this one, and then you'll have your rubber match in a steel cage or hell in a cell type, because you know that's kind of what happens after a dog collar match. Uh, Adam Page and, and Adam Cole I, I'm a big fan of Adam Cole I know you guys aren't because you think he's a, a, a tiny midget which is fine, it's understandable we all can't like um, good wrestling these days so uh, I, I think Adam Cole's going to go over Page in that one though uh, I, I think Page's time with the belt is done AEW's clearly wanted to try out this um, long term babyface champion and Page is, Page is great, he, he's great I, I, I relate to him which really helps because a lot of the time you know, your, your main champions are just Big massive guys, you know, you know, when you think of WWE and you even think of sometimes New Japan, your sort of main top title guy is this just, you know, big fucking hunk of meat that you, that you, you just don't relate to and, and it has all this, you know, different backstory and different character and stuff that you can't relate to. But Adam Page is just a normal ass guy, uh, the likes he's drinking, he likes his women and we can all relate to that. Well, yeah, we can all, we can all relate to that and, uh, uh, but I still think Cole's going to go over there uh, in this situation just because he, he's also great as well. He's been fantastic, so uh, I, I find that'll happen. But that, that's kind of all all for me right now that, that's been great about AEW. I, I feel as though, um, cause, and, and, I, and I agree with saying this one, a lot of people just sort of get lost in the shuffle quite a bit. Yeah. And you, you sometimes even forget that there's actually, there are some people in the, at that show and um, you know, unless you watch you know, AEW Dark on YouTube, which I, I do genuinely stick on sometimes, Unless you watch these type of shows, you won't, you won't genuinely forget that there's some guys there that, that they signed not even that long ago. They just don't even get on Dynamite or Rampage. And if you care about the demo and the ratings, Rampage doesn't do that well. And there's probably a reason for that. And it's because 
it doesn't feel like a different show. It just feels like Dynamite Light. It feels like a show that you can just catch later on rather than need to watch live. You know, the, the last time anyone I think watched that live was the whole punk situation, and of course that turned out to be great, but other than that, Rampage has just been a Dynamite Light. You know, sort of during the days when nobody really bothered with SmackDown because, well, first of all, it, it would be taped rather than live, and, you know, it, it was just a raw light, and this is what Rampage could even end up being. They might, they might even chuck the whole live part of it and, and just make it a, 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 a taped uh, show. So they, they need to get some guys, they get some guys and girls um, moving on and then start pushing the ones that have got left. Because uh, the, the, real, the real crux right now, I think, for, for Tony Khan is that almost every other week he's, he's got some big surprise and it's either someone that he's hiring or, or it's, you know, some major deal that, he, that um, he's going to close on. Um, it, it seems like we've got a bit of a contrast of AEW love their surprises and WWE don't do them too much. I mean, they announced 22 guys in the Royal Rumble two months, for God's sake. Um, it seems like we're getting a bit of a, a, a switch in play here. But, yeah, for, for me, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Revolution card here. I have no idea what Tony Khan's going to announce for Wednesday. There's a lot of big rumours there, but um, you, you hope it's the Ring of Honor library uh, coming to whatever sort of network or you know subscription service that Tony kind of want to make because he he want a decent um he want a decent subscription service to put all the dynamites and rampages onto. You probably see dark and dark elevation on there as well. And if you can get the Ring of Honor library in there, that would be sweet as well. Like that that would be a very very good get. Uh, you know who who, who really knows what this deal is going to be, but um, it's, Revolution cards would be a lot of fun. Craig, you've recently jumped aboard the AEW bandwagon. Um, I don't think it's coincidence that you've done it just as Cody and Brandy left, but uh, you've been tuning in for Dynamite lately. What's been your well, thoughts on Rose, and Rose the current... got, got me onto it, and that and Jim Cornette. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm still recovering from the news that's been cancelled, so I might be off point. No, I mean, I don't think there's a lot I can say that other guys haven't said. Um, it has been a bit hodgepodge in the last month or so. Um, how do they fit that much talent? I'm looking at the pay-per-view card right now and just seeing, you know, there's no um, FTR. Um, there's no Acclaimed. Um, the guys are, again, there's no Hook. The guys that, you know, could push a number, or, or sorry, not push a number, but certainly get get me interested in it. And you run through the card and you just think, it's, it's not too bad. Jade Card, Il Ty Conte is going to lead to a, a Britt Baker um, Jade Card Cargo match. You would like to, you would probably think, somewhere down the line. Um, Matt Hardy and his merry gang of misfits against Darby Allen Sting and Sammy Guevara were. Folk will be jumping off things. I like Sting. I was terribly worried that he was going to die in the ring when he came back. Um, he's proved me wrong so far. But I mean, Sammy Guevara just gets the TNT title and in a you know pretty hard hitting uh, ladder match, and he's in a a meaningless six man. Don't know what that does for the title. Um, per- Jurassic Express. What's Christian Cage doing? You know, I thought I, I thought he was going to get lost in the shuffle in WWE, and him going to AEW made made a lot of sense because he would have been overshadowed by Edge, um, as he had been for most of his career. 
Um, it's going to be Red Dragon and to be determined, which you would imagine is going to be the Young Bucks. Um, if not them, most likely um, FTR. Danielson Moxley, never been a big Moxley fan, but I do like the potential there. You know, I would fight with someone. I would fight with someone until I bleed with them. I mean, if that's going on to like a, a two-man power trip slash NWO, um, older veterans running rough shot, get a couple other uh, young up-and-comers with them under their learning tree, yeah. Um, the Jericho Eddie Kingston uh, promo last week was pretty good. Multi-man ladder matches, particularly with some idiot that goes around with Ray-Bans and their hands in their pockets. Doesn't work for me, brother. Um, CM Punk MJF. Looking forward to it, but CM Punk already discounted the cage match when he brought out the dog collar in his Valentine's um, box. Hangman uh, Hangman Page against Cole. I can't understand for any rhyme or reason how Cole becomes the number one contender after losing to the mascot. We talked about it before that you know people getting lost in the shuffle. There's no one getting more lost in the shuffle than their current world champion. But we've seen it so many times. We saw it with Benoit in WWE. We saw it with you know Punk's year-long reign where he was second fiddle, and it just seems like your your world champion, who's their first real organic world champion, i.e., hasn't he been in Japan, hasn't come from WWE, is almost an afterthought, and. It's nothing to do with the quality of his work. It's the fact that he just hasn't been pushed as as the champ because he's second fiddle to the the punks and the Danielsons and such like. Which it's not a bad place to be, but when you are the champion, you should be the the main man. And the biggest loss, the complete lack of Dan Lambert after he chased Brandy Rhodes out of the promotion. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that was a strange one. <laughs> they were body deep in the middle of this angle and then just Brandy's away. <laughs> um, I think Brandy probably holds the record, I think, is it, for the most gimmicks in AEW so far? Anyone else? Matt Hardy, maybe he's in a few, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but I think Brandy, I think they tried everything they could to get her on TV, but for me, as I say, I'm a big CM Punk fan. I think Punk has nailed I think you can tell the difference right with you know, I'm not right in the AEW sort of news cycle but I think that Tony Khan is very much trying to be the Vince McMahon of 20-30 years ago Yeah, you boys can jump in there if you agree with me where people will come to him with ideas and they might say let's do ABC and he says right let's do A C, D, and then F. So he might just tweak it a wee bit. And I think you definitely see the booking with punks. The angles are totally different from anyone else. Um, and this is why you might be getting, like Craig mentioned, Hangman Page isn't really there. So he, uh, he's not really got the experience of the political games or the. He's, he's not been in that before. As for your Jerichos, your punks. Uh, even your Danielsons, your Moxleys, your Young Bucks, they, they've all been doing that and playing that game for a while. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Is that something that you guys see where you can see the different... It's like one big picture, but people are painting different parts of it. Does that make sense? 
Yep, absolutely. I I, I definitely agree with that because I, I I've always felt that Tony Khan's philosophy, and I I think this has been spoken about a little bit before, especially with some of the guys used to work in NXT, for instance. You know, like like Cole's there now, so he understands this is that you want to get to this point, you want to get to a certain point here where it's like you know someone wins a title, someone loses a, a you know retiring retirement match or stuff. But how how do you get there? You know, right? You know, write your ending and work backwards, basically. And I think that's how a lot of them want to work. Uh, they want to work in that system. And I think uh, I think Tony Khan realizes that, and he's sort of thinking, okay, maybe I can throw this and that in here. How do we do it so we can build a couple of dynamites out of it? You know, etc. Right? Because not, not only is, is is he a booker, but he's he's the businessman as well, right? So he's he won't only think about. Uh, the storyline, but he's going to think about, you know, how is this going to make me more money long term and not have to put on a pay-per-view every month to really build this properly. So I, 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 I do agree with you that I think it's similar to sort of Vince in the late 90s, early 2000s, where he, he, he wants to tweak some things here and there, not really mess with your character, not really mess with the, the point of the storyline, but just um, divert you from the, you know, straight line from A to B. Like, yeah, just sort of throw some curveballs in there, you know, uh, shock the fans, surprise them, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's definitely what he's trying to do here because it's kind of obvious now that, that Vince has lost his touch a bit now, but uh, if Tony Khan's going to act like this and I think he's going to keep winning Book of the Year for the next 15 years, right? He doesn't really have any real competition now. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, let's just shoot awards Book of the Year anyway, you know? Um Anyway, but Vince. <laughs> I did like Meltzer having a rant at Corny saying that you don't like Kenny Omega, but look at all the awards he's won, and then Corny came back and said, well, Dave, you, you gave him most of those awards, mate, so <laughs> it's, just, it's not really an argument. Um, right, I think that will probably do us. I think we've covered most of the headlines. Does anyone get any other subjects they want to bring up before we wrap up? No, nope, I'm sorted nope. here. All good. Apart from the fact that the two biggest stars are back on the dating scene, the two biggest stars of the 80s, Hulk Hogan's divorced, Ric Flair's divorced, and from what I've seen on social media, I think they're now hanging about in the Hogan's Beach shop and sing karaoke on a Monday night. Uh, <laughs> of, that's a true story, man, true story. If any of you follow Hogan's Beach shop, um, aye, they were in there singing karaoke on Monday night. Uh, uh, <laughs> how, 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 how times change, and the thing is, I've been in that shop. It's not, it's not exactly big that one. <laughs> it's, um, I, it's, it's not the biggest unit. Uh, but anyway, um, no, we'll be back. We're going to do a couple of specials and the, the build up to WrestleMania where we look at some of our favourite angles from sort of Royal Rumble time building to WrestleMania. We're going to obviously do maybe Austin's build the title. Um, what was the other ones we said? Sorry, was it Batista? Going after Triple H, that was quite a good WrestleMania build, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I enjoyed that one. He won. That's the one he Vince done his quad at the Rumble. Yeah, Batista won it. Yeah, it was a bit of to and fro in. If he was going to go to SmackDown, that that whole contract signing bit was that that whole episode was fantastic. Actually, so yeah, maybe go back and actually watch that that Raw itself where Batista makes a decision where he catches them talking talking dirty behind his back. It's brilliantly done. That that was WWE's finest. That book in there. Funny you mention that because that's you know talking about building up uh, to WrestleMania and talking about our favorite WrestleMania or Rumble to Mania angles. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's that, that that was very good booking. Um, 
I'm trying to think of any others that just off the top of our head. You know, we talked about it roughly. That's, that's going to something that AEW need to get to, where you have a central storyline running through the whole show, as opposed to your your segment by segment thing. You know, I mean, like like the SmackDown is about the bloodline. Historically, it was a manager, whether it be Jimmy Hart or Bobby Heenan, trying to take down Hulk Hogan, or it was the NWO, but that whole storyline ran through the show. Um, And if AEW had that sort of spine to their show, it would probably be so much better, ultimately leading to your championship. Mm. Uh, That's something that they need to get to. I'm just trying to think of any other ones off the top of our head. Um, anyway, we'll wrap up there. <laughs> uh, th- thank you, gents. Thank you, Xander. Aye, thanks for having me on again, mate. Cheers. Uh, thank you, Craig. Cheers, dude. And thank you, Sai. Cheers, mate. Cheers. And we'll speak to you again very, very soon. Thank you for listening. And see, we'll be back shortly to discuss the, the best WrestleMania builds of the last 38 years or so. But anyway, thank you for listening. Speak to you soon. was a Quite the Thing media production.